Hello and welcome to the first Lock In podcast of 2021, the year in which we hope we're not starting as we mean to go on. With me as ever are my co-presenters Heath Ball and James Cuthbertson, and we're back at the Lockhart Tavern, or Lockdown Tavern, it's now been rebranded. Heath is an award-winning operator of several top pubs, including the one we're in, which he won in a game of cards. I say won, it was strip poker, and let's just say the losers weren't too disappointed. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I think he's saying you're a little bit. Oh, really? James, so. on the other hand, is not a gambling man, mainly due to the fact that he used all his luck up by the time he was in his 30s, having convinced not one but two women to marry him. <laughs> I'd say he's got bad luck. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Too far? Yeah, yeah. No, well, no, no, no. That's why he doesn't listen to me. Let me text your wife and ask her if she thinks that's awful. <laughs> well, let's let's uh, let's not. Uh, anyway, so moving on. Uh, Christmas. Let's let's talk. We haven't seen each other since Christmas. We haven't recorded on these since Christmas. The Christmas that wasn't actually a Christmas. I mean, how how were things for you two? How was uh, how was? Did you manage to get any trading? Got a bit. Belts? Got a smash Christmas Day. Yeah, well, the Christmas Day was takeaway though. But but I don't know. Customers in venue. Yeah, like. We, we were lucky at the lockout. We didn't get to we didn't lock down on Christmas Eve, didn't we? Mm. Or the Boxing Day, whatever. But um, up at the Red Lion, yeah, like it was. Yeah, it was just a mess. You know what I mean? It was just. Ugh. We traded lovely in December when we were allowed to open, didn't yeah. we? I mean, obviously the food was forced upon down people. Yeah, so the lockout, you could hear you were allowed customers in on Christmas Eve, up to Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because yeah. you were tiered two. Two, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. Three, yeah. four, yeah, oh, we were allowed people. We definitely were. Yes, well, yeah. Quite, I mean, yeah, we were. We, a bit of enforcement in the, in the air, you know, a few police visits and yeah. council visits and stuff. A bit unnecessary, some of them, but I think, mm. you know, not going to catch real criminals because no one likes to hear that. And um, <laughs> But generally, I think they were a bit antsy. One mm. of the visits was, the officer was, uh, not wanting to get his temperature taken or his oh, details really? taken down, but obviously that's what you have to do. And that's said, kind of the rules they're there to enforce, isn't it? And so. said whether they get a good result or bad result of temperature and coming in. So it was nearly on the phone to Pop and to explain that that's we look after our customers. And no, you're not. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so and then he came in and, and started harassing one of the tables, saying you're not in the same bubble. Oh, really? So that was a joy. And were they? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> in truth, they were. They were working. To, they were so Detective Cluso had exactly. uh, scrapped the case, hadn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's actually a really good guy. Um, <laughs> but, but they were all working in here um, from the same business, and then what they saw was more relaxed after they'd sort of finished doing their work, really. So you can kind of see it. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you've come in, you've been, you've done the track and trace government one, you've done our one. You've got hand gel on. You've had your temperature taken. Oh my you've god! You know, people. Yeah. You know, I'll and then you've got hand sanitizer on every table. Socially distanced. Give us a break. Mm. So, um, mm. and then if you actually tested them for the law, and they wouldn't know what it was anyway. Specifically, mm. not many of us did. It was just a moving feast. It changes by the minute, doesn't it? That's a, that's a problem. Yeah, we traded up to the end of here, didn't we? And then you smashed Christmas Day out there with takeaways and. Yeah. So how, how was Christmas Day? How many orders? Horrible. We, I think we, it was one of those ones where we just thought, you know what, we're going to be shut down. Let's, well, we're closed. Let's just take as many as we can. And we, we were taking, I think we did something like 360 main courses, about 200 desserts, about 200 starters. So, yeah, it wasn't fun. Mm. It was probably the worst service I've ever had in my life. And, you know, it was lucky, you know, made money, managed, you know, staff employed, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But 
you know, I mean, that was just pure survival. I'd never go that hard at it because I just think you're not doing your best quality at the time. You know, you just seemed to be hustling. And we were a bit late on getting some of the food out for collections. And yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't more like the standard we want to normally achieve. But at the same time, you're fighting for survival and you need money. And you've just had Christmas wiped out by the government. So what can you do? do you know? I mean, what do you normally do at Christmas? Do you, you, do you trade or are you shut down Christmas I used Day to, I used to do Christmas Day. Well, we used to trade Christmas Day and then it just got a bit much. It just People just became really, like, demanding and, like, and upset they couldn't get tables when they, they'd ring up in January trying to get tables for December. And it just became a real ball ache. So we, for the last couple of years, we closed. So um, this year we opened. So obviously, for, you know, takeaways. Because mm. um, we need for you intended to open... Properly, hadn't you? Yeah, we were. We were going to open with Christmas Day bookings. I, yeah. You know, I mean, the whole year's just been a write-off. So just trying to make as much, without being selling greedy, trying to make as much money as we can so the business keeps on going. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was just a mess, man. It's like, and now, yeah, just, I don't know. So you were only doing the takeaways on Christmas Day because it was the only opportunity. Yeah, we had to, to make some money. To, yeah, yeah. But I thought, you know, like, we don't, like, I honestly thought before, the way I looked at December, I thought we were going to get shut down on the, like, the 27th, 28th for lockdown, full lockdown. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, well, we're just going to go hard at December, as hard as we can, and try and make as much money as we can, because January will probably be in lockdown. Obviously, they came in early on that. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, now it's, a, you know, we'll put us in tier, whatever, tier four, whatever, and then we go into this now, into lockdown. Well, but well, you well. also felt a little bit like you made a commitment to be open Christmas Day, and those people that then you had to say, no, at least you could still offer some service, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, was, and we've got a lot of old people around us and vulnerable people, and, you know, so we were, th- we were doing deliveries as well to them, mm. which was a bit of a headache, but... Um, especially with the reduced crew but yeah it's just it was, it was that as well and just you know like like I wrote on that, that social media post you know like Boris is, a tit- is, is like the Titanic hospitality sorry Boris is like the iceberg hospitality is like the Titanic and we're the band that keeps on playing and it's just keeping that morale up you know what I mean just showing everybody you know, how mad how shit it gets we're going to carry on going at it you mm-hmm. know and not giving up Mm. Um, it's so easy to give up. Uh, and how were your customer? How did customers react to to the situation? Obviously, you were hoping to be open on Christmas Day. You had to tell them you weren't. I mean, what, what was the the best? Obviously disappointed, like? but like really, really happy that we opened. We had a lot of really, really nice phone calls and people sending emails and saying it's great. You know, thanks for opening. Thanks because we just did our menu at normal price. So we did takeaway and we just char- I think we charged like nineteen quid for a turkey takeaway. So we weren't we weren't being greedy. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, we were just trying to cover bills and the staff all got on board with you know like said oh, I can't afford to pay you double time but I can pay you another rate I'll give you give you some holiday in lieu um, and yeah it worked out I think that we sort of appreciated that we weren't taking the mech with pricing and and we were honest about it so you know people spent quite well yeah, yeah. And, and James from your perspective how, how was customer behaviour I mean were they really good were they Excited that they are making the most of the last opportunity. Were they misbehaving in that kind of way? No, this, this lockdown was a bit different. I think right. um, they were a bit. I don't. I don't know. They're a bit more on our side. I think they kind of, particularly some of the messages since we've got down. Mm. And uh, again, in the injustice of it, they've been really. You know, they've been great. Mm. Really great. Um, I, th- I don't know. But you think? But I think this time round, they kind of. They kind of. There's a, a greater sense of injustice on this one. I think the takeaway. I think they're sort of like before they've never around customers never really understood how hard it has been for us to go, oh it's hard for hospitality, but then when they see the real injustices of like you can't do takeaway booze, but you can still go to the supermarket, mm. they're suddenly going, Hold on, what's you know, like we are all asking, what's the agenda here with the government? Like what are they well, planning? We're gonna come on to that in the next session, so let's let's uh, let's okay. talk about that in a minute. But um, I mean Heath, you said earlier that you uh, you normally get 
people trying to book in January for yeah. next December. How about now? Are you getting any? <laughs> no, I, can't even, I can't even answer the phone anymore. It's so heartbreaking. Um, Are people trying to book? Are no, they, no, they have, no, no, no one's tried to book. So no. this is, this is a pan, taking the pandemic to solve one of your headaches. Is that <laughs> you know, but it's always been a good problem to have. They've been yeah. oversubscribed and busy and... You know, you do take your customers for granted in situations, you know, like, I suppose, like, all those Venetian restaurants that were complaining out in Venice that, you know, oh, the tourists are ruining this place, and now suddenly they're crying because they want tourism. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it'd just be nice to be back open, and but, you know. We shall see. We shall see. listening to the lock-in podcast we're now talking about the current situation that we've been plunged into early on in the new year anyone hoping for a, a bright new start to the new year was was disappointed although to be fair were we expecting any different guys no no i mean it was it was we'd been braced for a for a lockdown but i mean what, what what's your thoughts on it at the moment i mean what's what, what's your take james i think this finally it's become apparent that pubs are being targeted because in the first with the first run there was a sort of blanket feel about it and we kind of felt that as hospitality you've got to be careful because you know there's other retail that's suffering but with looking at them transferring the, the terms over from the last lockdown and to be so pernicious as to take away the opportunity to sell take away alcohol someone's really had to work at that mm-hmm. so I think that and be specific about it particularly when you look at some of the pricing in supermarkets and what you can get and the fact that they can still open Mm. and we can't serve pints of fresh great real ale out of of here Mm. surely that can't be right surely that's now an attack on pubs let's get get, cut to the chase it's right there and I think we've been fooling ourselves if we think come on to everybody later about this whole seat at the top table it's absolute bullshit for me because we didn't no one saw that coming um, and I, what have we really done to influence decisions for pubs? Because when things have been given out, it's been given out industry-wide. Well, it, it, there's it, no one protecting it us. It does seem like every every time there's fresh restrictions and things, there's just that mm. extra little layer, mm. sort of gold plating mm. on the restrictions on pubs. So it's 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 this, then it's that, then it's the, and and now we've got to the point where yeah, you just you're not allowed to sell alcohol. Be, unless, be honest to say, have, have, the balls, have the balls to say, you know what? We don't want pubs in this country anymore. We've had enough. Hmm. We're closing you all down and we don't care. It's a bit that's, like... That's the, effectively what if, they're doing. If they want to put a train route through you, they buy your house and tell you to piss off. They might as well do that with pubs. Yeah. If they want to use it for something else, get on with it. You know, buy us out. Yeah, but they're not being... They're not, they're, yeah, they're not saying that. They're, 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 no, they're I mean, their actions, by, are, their actions are suggesting it. And you do wonder how much of it is, is, is deliberate, how much of it is just, mm. you know, one or two people influencing the, the policy what's the agenda it? though well, well, the, do you know what I mean what it's yeah. like if, I, I don't think great tax collectors yeah I don't, what is the agenda like what do they want like mm-hmm. we've got okay we've obviously you know there are pubs that was out of control with laddish drinking culture and all that and that's but been you around, deal with them locally but, don't you yeah but what do they want to do where do they want to end up like, well I mean we've just put something out and my team have just put a story out saying uh, they're, they're justifying it saying they don't want people gathering outside pubs drinking and you and nor do we nor do we no and who was and who is now because it's yeah. bloody freezing out there yeah. but you can still yeah. go to test again this is the argument this is what's I'd love to be in these meetings that Boris has and when they say this stuff out loud because it's it's a crock of shit and it's unfair yeah. and we are getting persecuted for this and it, it's 
you know, I, I really think they've got it in for us, and I think we need to fight back, proper fight back. I really do. I think they're, they're just going to wipe us out, and we're just going to sit there and take, what are we going to do, take more debt? Go, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you for the nine grand. I'm so happy. Oh, yeah, this is no, great. Best case scenario. Yeah, best case scenario. Oh, and then yeah. when you've still got to get the money off the council. I mean, have you... Have you, have you it's applied, not there yet. It's, it's, it's not, not there it's yet. Not there it's yet. not there. They, they, it's, you go to the websites. All the councils we deal with have gone to all the websites. Mm. It's not available. I still haven't had the money from couple of our pubs from last year mm. that, that was supposed to be available. So, yes. do you know what I mean? You wonder whether they're just suffocating you for long enough there'll be less yeah. people to bother about. Of course they but are. They talk about, but they talk about a minister for pubs and it'll be, oh. you know, it drives me mad. What a waste of time. It'll be given to some junior or someone as a little retirement it, it, job. It's not, I mean, basically, it's, that, not, it's not, not minister. I, what we, we don't want a minister. We want a fucking ministry. We want an actual department that is working on it so that it isn't just a job given to some junior sort yeah, of, it, uh, it, guy climbing up out of Eton into uh, his first job in politics but, but think why would they Can give us that? That? why like would they give us that if they don't want us well, do you know what I mean yeah, by the time we have a seat at the we can't ask for it yeah, but we can, sure you can but by the time we have a seat at the table who's left oh. well we also talked about amalgamating or trying to get some you know cross industry kind of associations together if we, if we, if we achieve that do you think I mean, have we, achieved, have we actually achieved anything? How much can we put down to lobbying? How effective have we really been as an industry? You see def- different things going on, different people pushing, but really, are we really listen to at the top table? Because decisions like taking away the takeaway says to me not. Mm. It says there was no pub consultation mm. on that. Otherwise... Well, maybe there was, and if they don't care, then it doesn't matter, does it? And yeah, I think that's a problem. What, yeah. the, if in, in defence of, of, of the lobbying groups and things like that, you know, there's only so much you can do with lobbying. If mm. the agenda is dead set against mm. our industry, it doesn't matter how much lobbying you do. But then give us, better fe- give us some feedback on that, then, and we can then mm. make our own minds up. Because it doesn't feel maybe to be too classy about it. I'm not talking about storming the Senate, but you know, <laughs> you know but I'm saying we are being quiet. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't. I think we. Again, it comes back to the same problem. We're all having a good moan and a, but it tends to be to ourselves on the trade. But the interesting, trade. You, you were saying earlier though that you're starting to see there's a little bit of outside customers are getting it. Yeah. Customers yeah. are getting it. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the mainstream. So I mean, today you've had BBC have done a couple of stories on reply yeah. to pubs or something in the Daily Mail. I think he you spent most of yesterday filming. Uh, Times. I'm glad you said times. I was going to suggest something else, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but so the, you're getting that that sort of mainstream media. Obviously, I hate that phrase. That recognition now is starting to come in. But I think they need to. Re- I think you know with the government. I think they, they get one big brush and they they tar us all with the same brush. And there's you know there's irresponsible operators out there. Mm. There always and, will be. Yeah, and they're always in every in every business there is. Yeah. And mm. we get, you know like all the businesses we run are you know we're we're very community based. And I think we're just getting we're getting taken down because of some bad operators and the mm. and the way the government perceive us. If Boris took a weekend off shooting and went to a pub and spent time with the real people of this country, maybe he'd see what's going on. Mm. You know, he's, he's a, just... Well, no one around that top table does. He, oh, that's the problem. They don't, they don't, they don't. Do you think they go to the pub on a Friday night? We had our local MP in on Sunday, as you know, it mm. went down. Mm. We did the lunches for the um, uh, the shielding, elderly shielding near here. You got perfect sense from locals. They get what you're doing. Mm. But I think there's definitely an ivory castle up there. <sighs> I don't want a job for all the money in the world because I think it's an impossible task, but... I'd do it. Christ, imagine. <laughs> imagine MP Heath. Christ. <laughs> that would lower the tone. Oh, we get darts players to do... The, to, what was that? We'd get darts players to do the um, vaccinations. 
Gave it a I'm just sort of bad shout, actually. <laughs> might, might get a job done a bit quicker. Well, man, we'd be nailing it. <laughs> but, you know, the whole way, the whole way they've handled this pandemic, his messaging, the way, everything. It's, he's incompetent. He's absolutely incompetent. Do you know mm. what I mean? And history's not going to look back on him kindly. Him, him and Donald Trump, man. Birds of a Golden, golden yeah. era. Oh, I mean, yeah. we, we were hoping for, for a rowback on a bit of a U-turn on, on the alcohol takeaway. So oh, they're never going to do that. They're, yeah. they're, they're uh, they they seem to have doubled that. No, not at all. Yeah. No. And, it, and they've, like they said, they've said today it's to stop people congregating, which, I mean, it's just... Hey, I'll meet you outside the pub. It's going to be minus four on Friday. You okay hanging out for a couple hours? Think about our small brewers as well. They're going at an alarming rate. We've had two deliveries today that we'd ordered in December. Unfortunately, we're open. We'll be able to sell them. But you kind of don't want the beer. Who wants the beer now? Mm. Uh, You know, we're trying hard to do some takeaway. Um, But... I don't know, I feel for those guys too, there's not... Oh, man. Oh, the whole supply the chain, I mean, we, we, we focus very much on, but I mean, all of our suppliers across the whole thing, they're feeling the pain, aren't they? I mean, mm. there's, from from the guys who do laundry to... Fruit and veg. You know, yeah. yeah. It's it's not good. It's not good. No, it's but not they're good. not getting any support. Oh, right. No, man. No. Well, that's Aubrey Allen's, we are butchers that we use. You know, fantastic mm. butchers, but they're under pressure. You know, they must be... Look how many... No one's open. No, no. Do you know what I mean? We're going to be, like, let's be realistic. He's going to turn around and go to us, you can have Easter, and we'll be allowed to open at Easter. We're going to have three months of it. I mean, you've, yeah. been, you've been quite innovative previously yeah. in finding ways to get around it. Not that I'm blaming you for the fact that the government's now shut us down from the flight, <laughs> isn't it? It is entirely hateful. Yeah. But, um, I mean, are you, do you see any opportunity? We're pushing the delivery side of it and trying to get people to order wine and, you know, as much as possible. If that fails, I'll just end up like one of James Cagney's uh, characters in the movies and I'll just have a moonshine still and a speakeasy down in the basement. You know what I mean? Fair enough. No, I just... Blaze of glory on the top of an oil fire or something like that. But I'll, you know, I mean, I'll just... I'm I'm thinking we're going to start doing brunch at the Red Lion and Sun and And Lockhart, yeah. Um, And just, just... you know, I mean, hustle as much as we can because I'm not going to let. Honestly, excuse my French. I'm not going to let these fucking pricks stop me. I'm, I refuse to give in to them because that's French, man. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, well, Kiwi. <laughs> Is that French? Yeah, they don't care. Oh, I've learned something new today. When I've always realised about you're this government, man, and I knew this at the beginning of the first lockdown, they don't care. And once you get that in your head, you've just got to work to that rhetoric because I think they don't care, and I'm just going to do whatever I've got to do within the law. And I'll, I'll play nicely and I'll bounce around it, but I'm going to do whatever I can we did to keep that. our businesses going. With the, with the phones, didn't we, before? Yeah. I mean, we talked to Bobson Island about getting that, and that was legal. It was it was by the book. Mm. I mean, some would say it was pushing it, but it was by the book and it, was, it would stand up. Now, there's people talking about trying to deliver to a lamppost outside. Well, yeah. that's silly. I mean, that's just... Yeah. You can't take the and, they, and they have actually clarified. They have said, you know, it's, it's got to be a fixed address. Rightly so. Uh, I mean, it is what it is, but... There's, yeah. there's a there's a line, isn't there? Yeah. But it's, I think you've just got to do it like whatever you can. But I think if mm. you just, I think customers now and our regulars and our, you know, the people who support us get what's going on now, and they're like, okay, instead of going down to Tesco's and buying, what are you going to buy? Come to us and you know and support us and really support us. So we're here at the end of this. But mate, that's the problem. They can't. Is that I don't look at our regulars that would just come in and would buy three or four pints a day of really good ale, and they can't do it, and that's. For them, or some of them at their time of life, it's one of the few things they really look forward yeah. to, mm-hmm. as well as seeing us, of course. Well, obviously. Um, so I, I think taking that away from both of those things away from them yeah. is, you know, really poor. So, yeah, it's not... I just think the problem is, as he said, the, th- the industry is tied with the same brush. They've got this rowdy, 
It's, well, we said it at the start. I think I said this ages ago. Of, of their their view of a pub is a '90s city centre party is, pub, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. don't seem to be able to recognise the the variety and and, and nuances within yeah. our sector. That because there's no different types of operations. None of us, we would be pissed off if we saw another pub really trying oh, yeah. to have it away and do something. You'd be, you'd be reporting yeah. yourself, frankly, yeah, of course because it's again it's about reputation for the industry. But yeah. um, no, no, with, with this one would see, but unfortunately. Well, I thought it would be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be a bit worse now. Oh, I mean, March, to hold your breath for March is just going to be a disaster. Like, Tax bills due, you know, end of, end of Jan personally, and then you've got all the other bits and pieces. Oh, I forgot about world. those. Take <laughs> <laughs> we'll that razor blade away from him. Uh, and, and on that cheerful note, let's, uh, let's move on. Oh, I forgot about the first little tax bill. Listening to the Lock In podcast with Heath Ball, James Cuthbertson, and myself, Ed Beddington. So we're we're talking about the, the current situation that pub operators find themselves in, and we are yet again in another lockdown, uh, even more stringent than we've had before. So, I mean, how how do we operate in the months ahead, guys? You know, what what what's your what are you going to do? I mean, how much impact is this having? It's huge. I think I think you know the lockout we're going to open. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just the weekends, deliveries, takeaways, Sunday roasts, etc. At the Red, uh, or open Tuesday to Sunday, longer hours. Um, because also, I, I, it's not just about the money and, and the staff and all that. It's also about being there mm. for, for the regulars and, and mm. sort of being, you know, without sounding soppy, but being a, a beacon of light, like some hope, you know, some normality in what's going on. So, yeah, I think just... You know, I mean, I'll probably lose money, which I am already, but I'll just hustle as much as... So you're going to be there for the regulars and a beacon of light yeah. at the red, but yeah. the lockout can... No, the lockout, we're doing the same. I'm just buy. saying, but we, it's the same. But you're not I hoping talk. for as long at the lockout. No. I mean, why, why, why not? Why not open... Because I don't think like... the market's there as much. You're highly... You're, that's what high-density population yeah, are there uh, as yeah. well, um, compared to here. Mm. So I think for us, we're just going to try... I mean, you're going to try and get the balance between getting turnover to try and make a bit of profit to see your way through and at least try and pay your rent and, yeah, we're, you know, I was going to say is it, is it about yeah. profit right now I mean nah, it's it, 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 about avoiding it, going I was going to say it's surely about showing it's, the bank you're fighting it, it's I think. washing your face isn't it right now yeah. if you can well, if you keep the money turning you give yourself half a chance and that's mm. the don't you think Heath I mean that's what really it, it's um, you're keeping suppliers going you keep yourself going you, you're working longer and harder than you ever had to but also think um, you're keeping the venue moving. I think, yeah. I think it's like a train. If you steam train, if you stop all of a sudden, then you just everything start. When you got to refire mm. that boiler back up, you're gonna have problems. Mm. At least we know what's going on. We're moving stuff. Mm. Water's moving. Gas is moving. Lights are on. You know, the, there's no problems with pests. You, you're looking after the mm. site. I think that's really important. Also to, says something about us as well. I think just digging in. That we don't want to be at home with our wives. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me to it. <laughs> We've already established yeah. they don't listen to this. It's, no, absolutely. Um, Does anyone? No, I think there is a bit of that scrapping value that we, you want to display. It's either in you or it's not in you. I think the pub's got it in spades. There will be people, though, that, of course, that just have got nowhere left to go. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Isn't that the line just, from an officer and a gentleman? I don't know. It's Richard Gare. And he's I've getting, got nowhere to go. I've got nowhere to go. You've got to Mayonnaise. quit. Mayonnaise. Yeah, but I think... <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember. But I think no, you've got... No, I, you no know, idea I mean, what you're talking about. That's <laughs> I think both James and myself, we have that sort of, you know what, you know, if we get punched, we'll get back up. And I feel like the government's just throwing punches and I'm, I'm 
I'm tired, but I'm going to get, keep on getting back up. I think, I mean, and that's, that's the approach I think we've all got to take, isn't it? But I think the, the, the point you made earlier, sort of being almost like that sort of steam engine, if you let it go out, it's, mm-hmm. it's much harder to get going. I mean, that, that's, that's a key thing, really, isn't it? You've got, to, you've got to maintain some kind of momentum. You've got to stay yeah. in your customers' minds. Because, I mean, we, we're, we're talking earlier about, you know, people starting to see it and think, yeah. you know, actually, yeah, the pubs are having a bit of a hard mm. time. If you've just shut up shop and you're and you're not doing anything, and I mean, there's a lot of operators that have no choice and they yeah. feel for them 100. percent It's such a difficult situation, but you've still got to maintain some kind of contact or yeah, communication it's, it's, it's to, quite to keep people with We've you. We've seen operators post photos. We can't wait to be back open and stuff. It's it's it's, it's sad. Do you know what I mean? You know, we're fortunate we can post stuff. Like, oh, we're open. We're doing this and. But yeah, like we've also posted recently because we kind of there's nothing worse than like you don't want to f- like feel sorry for your posts. There's nothing worse than seeing people. This is what we did last year. Yeah. Who cares? Do you know what I mean? Really, um, you know those New Year's Eve shots. But I think in some ways we've been a bit more political with our posts recently. It's gone down quite well in giving well, you people were certainly political into... in front of some of your customers the other day. But that's um... yeah, maybe yeah yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that might have got mentioned in the intro. Don't be read about the gluten-free uh, and vegans. vegetarians and yeah. vegans. So, it's amazing what people take it's away so from that. A wonderful event in which you're giving away yeah. free meals to the elderly, but you make one comment yeah. about the vegans. Yeah, but yeah. It was, it was, it co- the comment was taken out of context. You were mm. talking about, mm. what are you saying, old people don't really have allergens? Or, I was or saying that we'd done 60 free meals for the local elderly residents. Elderly residents. It was chicken or beef. There were no vegan or vegetarian requests and no dietary requirements. <laughs> and then I paused uh, after a few people laughed, in fairness, and said... Is it because we mess about with our food so much and GMO and Monsanto and all this stuff? I messed mess that bit. Yeah, yeah, I really People stopped <laughs> stop listening to him. They were so shocked. Yeah, Everyone had left. <laughs> Throwing things the, on the, the floor. The one with the hairy armpits punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. You'll have to cut that. There you go. No, no, that's not going to cut. That's not going to cut. Make your own bed, mate. Um, anyway, where were we? Uh, we digress. Oh, it, 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 we were talking about maintaining that connection to the, to the customers, weren't we? It's, uh, no, that's, I think that's what the government don't appreciate how much we have that connection do you know what I mean like if it, when we're open in the old days when like you know customers used to walk in and you used to have John he'd come in every Friday and drink mm. a pints and that if he didn't show up one Friday he'd check on him you'd find mm. someone who had his number or whatever you'd check on them yeah, and I think yeah. they feel like you know like public houses a public house and mm. they feel like they belong and it's that always been that for me it's been that chairs thing you know you walk mm. in and Norm walks in Norm and everybody wants to belong and, and mm. pubs are like that and so keep that contact going even if you're not able to operate definitely keep, keep on checking on people hey, see what's going. That. I mean you always have that sweeping the street in the morning sweeping yeah. outside when the school runs you know and you get to talk to people it's just that kind of being there's part no of school runs anymore no but and they've taken that away and they've done that just to, <laughs> just to annoy the pubs who like to publicans like to sweep outside and talk to the mums well that's um, what I do outside <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I do. There, you go out, like that's one of my sort of. You go out there in the morning when they're walking by, and you just clean up the cigarette butts, and you, you say hi, and it's good for them because they go, "Oh, yeah, they, oh yeah, yeah, they hi, how you do." They know you care, mm-hmm. and they know you're there. You know what I mean? So, you know, just uh, start sweeping up at night so people don't break into your. Uh, oh, two twice and two yeah. t- two two nights. Two break-ins. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's pro- that's going to be a problem for 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 yeah. a lot of operators, yeah. right, isn't it? You know, people Back to thinking. That point about keeping it open. And yeah. being around if you're not around you've got to check your insurance on that yeah. stuff insurance companies are mm. yeah. that's a good point yeah make sure your insurance is up to yeah. date that you've got that kind of cover but they, um, yeah they want you to they want you to be checking on the venue or boarding your windows or mm. there's, there's a lot of so just to give down. context here you, you've got a, um, a a wine hut that you built yeah. previously to 
to do takeaway beer. I mean, I'm not laughing, but um, yeah. you, you, <laughs> you built this. Again, I mean, it's a great example, isn't yeah. it? You know, you've invested in your business. It's four grand for that. To, Five and to grand try and fight your way out of this corner, and then the government's turned around and switched it on you, and you've got this investment in a chalet hut that's... It's a beautiful chalet hut out the front of the pub. But it's been broken into twice. Yeah, twice. So the first night was uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, 4 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. I've got an alarm in there. It kicked off and they've smashed the lock. I heard them smashing the lock and I was like, are you kidding me? So I came down. I came out. I wasn't thinking. I came out without my baseball bat. I came down. (laughs) (laughs) I came down. What were you thinking? I was on my bare feet as well. So I came down and I came around and I got, I didn't realise there was two of them. So I got got hairy things. The first guy and I threw him against the wall and I was dealing with him and then the other guy blindsided me on the side and sort of clocked me on the back of the head and then I sort of let go of the first guy and then they both scarped off and I was like I'm in bare feet man I don't have the energy to run after these pricks but as I went back inside the police had been driving by heard the alarm and saw them running and nicked both of them so that was great and then the next night I'm lying in bed again having to sleep and then someone else is having a go at it again it's just like you fucking kidding me so this time I went down with my basketball bat and shoes (laughs) And chase them down the road. <laughs> no police this time. Though. No police this time. But yeah, I guess this is a problem, isn't it? There's, there's, there's opportunity for people to get in. So yeah, insurance has to be yeah. has to be a key thing. I mean, operating generally under these kind of circumstances. I mean, with the the, the pressing thing, I think, and the irritating thing with this nonsense about not being able to do takeaway alcohol. So everything's got to be done delivery. There's, it just adds another layer of cost mm. yeah, onto yeah. a pub yeah. that's trying its best to find a way to operate. So you've either got yeah. to employ staff or you've got to give a whacking great premium to a, a delivery company. That We're employing staff at both both pubs mm. because... Government shares and all that. For us, for us, Deliveroo, they take 35% and they don't care. If one of us turn up on a delivery or one of our staff turn up, the customers know... Mm. who they are mm. they can look them in the eye they understand the struggle we're going through do you know what I mean and I think it, it really it really you know makes it really personal so again that's a, that's not a bad tip is it you know get your staff if you can yeah. use staff because it reinforces mm. that connection it, and it also keeps them involved in the business otherwise they're sitting at home playing Playstation or mm. reading you know watching Netflix all day get them you know it keeps them in mm. you, can tra- you can still bring them in for training just keep them engaged as well. Not only your customers, you need to keep your staff engaged. I think it's yeah. also the packaging thing um, and doing that well. Because yeah. I think you can get one order once and it turns up and it's cold and a mess. But you've got to invest in your packaging, get that right. You know, bespoke yeah. packaging, probably for, for most of the dishes, do it in a separate way. Yeah. But I think the problem with that, again, it's a very obvious one, it's a cash flow issue. You don't buy one, you don't buy 50 containers for that night and 50, you have them to buy 1,500 yeah. containers. So when you're already struggling for cash, you're actually going to have to go again. So yes. and what if it doesn't take off? Uh, yeah. You forgive people for being defensive because no one phones it. You don't do any well, you've got to work it out, don't you? You've got to, work, you've got to do the maths. And is, it, is it just cheaper to be shut on put all your staff on furlough? And for and, some of this. Yeah, is. A lot, yeah, for some people it's just a lot easier, a lot less headache. You know? But people still think furlough's free, don't yeah, they? Well, they yeah. still think furlough's free in terms of not having to pay what, like 18%. Staff do, don't they? Yeah, 17%, 16.8%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's... Um, no, it's not a sweet, and, and it, it sticks in my throat every time when, when they tell us what support we're getting, you know, VAT, business rates, and, uh, yeah. and furlough. Well, actually, you know, it, it's, yeah, this, this is, if no trading's happening and the businesses aren't there, there's no jobs to furlough. No. So yeah. if the well, business can't business, it, it's pointless. Yeah, what's the it's point of paying furlough with people you're, you're going to lose your business anyway? But also, you might do it the first time because it was everyone was in shock and they just followed everyone. But yeah. I get that. Second time, you may be a bit more measured and think, who do I want to take on? Because mm. actually, there is that inbuilt cost. Third time, now you're really asking because mm. 
we're struggling now. So yeah. it's you know we, again we've taken we've kept everyone there, but you'd forgive businesses for saying I just can't do it. Yeah. You, know, you see the pension contributions come out. You see national shorts. And the pension people are the worst people. Mm. You're trying to have a conversation with them about like you know deferring a bit or anything. They're not interested. Then no. you know, and I said to them, I was having a conversation with the first one. I was like, this is expensive. You know, and they're like, well, that's it. And I said, well, so what you're saying to me, I'm just better off just sacking all my staff. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, give us a break. Yeah. Give us a break on the pension contributions. Give us a break on NI. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, there's going to be no jobs. They got rid of that thousand, what is it, thousand pounds bonus per employee. Yeah. So, mm. you know, they keep doing this. You just, I don't, you know, I remember um, that TV show House with Hugh Laurie, and he worked on the proviso that everyone lies. And that was the running theme through the whole show. Well, the government lies. If you work on that, you're going to be okay. Boris hasn't got a great track record, has oh, he? He's a prick. Say <laughs> <laughs> what you mean. Yes. And I think, I mean, the, the, yeah, we talked about this earlier, but the, the, the loopholes that we've had previously with, you know, you exploited it. I mean, sorry, you, you uh, canny and found a way with your phone um, to the bend the laws to your rules. Yeah. Of yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, oh God, that's a lot down. Um, but the, the delivery... I think people were lots of talk about you know well, I'll deliver it to the car park or the guy in the car park and they've no. they've shut that down this time haven't they I mean last time they tried to shut us down by saying I think this was the problem last time it was uh, you can do alcohol but you have to pre-order it mm. so you've yeah. got to ring up and order it which then he used mm. his magic phone and I think problem. what we should do is we should all get together and we should all go down to Tesco's and we should buy loads of cans of lager and go outside stand outside Tesco's yeah. It's and drink much, yeah. and sing, sing football songs. Yeah. When we and finish the, this, yeah, let's just do that. Sainsbury's down the bottom there. Yeah, we'll just keep on doing it. We'll do it all the pubs, mm. all the publicans. We'll go around the country and stand outside drinking outside supermarkets. There we go. And then hopefully the government. protest movement coming on. Yeah, yeah. and then the government Storming have to the go, capital, well, or we drinking to, outside Tesco. Yeah, well, then the government have to turn around yeah. and go, well, we need to stop supermarkets selling alcohol. They've obviously all got shares in them, haven't they? Do you want to be the people that stop people being able to drink, though? What? Else? Generally, no. We sit at the back door of the pubs. Yeah, <laughs> but do, but do it, do it. You know what? Do what's like if they're going to, if it's a health issue, shut us all down. No one can it's drink. It's not a health problem. issue, is it? No, that's the point. That's, that's the problem this time round. It's not. Like, we don't issue. like pubs. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, if they were honest, it'd be better in a way. At least you know what you're working to. Oh man, it'd be. I think there'd be a civil war. Mm. But if the customers knew that, yes, yeah, what I mean. If the government came yeah. out and said, well, actually. We've had enough of pub culture in this country. It's time to revisit work with the future. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Let's be realistic. It's not about pub culture. They can't what is seriously. It then? They what is can't it? seriously think it's enough about no more pub culture because of the amount of tourism it brings in. The so what is it, it contributes. What is it? I don't know. It makes no sense, does Did it? Did Boris's wife leave him for a publican? Uh, well, do you know what I mean? Well, how many wives has he had? How many kids has he got? He doesn't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> They've ever left him. <laughs> He's just had another kid, hasn't he? The thing is, you don't know what the agenda is there. And... It, but it, but it's clear that it's against pubs. It just is. They put it as a, they'll put us up as poster boys and advertising the country yoldy in. Oh, come come do all that. You know, come eat out the help out. It's almost an insult. Yeah, I think it's a massive U-turn, isn't it, from eat out to help yeah. out to where we are now. I mean, we'll do everything we can to make sure you can't operate. That's what they're basically saying. So you know what? Support us like Germany did, like Austria, like France. Mm. Give us some money. Tell us to shut up, sit down, be quiet, and we'll let you know when you can reopen. But here's some money in the meantime. The easy way not to penalise everyone is to have dispersal orders, and you know that you can't gather, mm. and that's fine because we know the rules. Under this new team, you put, can't. Yeah, exactly. So, so regardless of what you've it done, on the people that are causing the problem. Exactly. Please do yes. your bloody job. Actually, actually, actually go who, and disperse those pub, people. Who was that pub in London Bridge who got shut down when they? 
Oh, that was... Uh, um, he put a... T- yeah, ben, t- ben Stackhouse of yeah. Uh, Pub Love. Yeah, he was told he had to uh, stop doing takeaway on... Was it Christmas Eve? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, which, and, which was completely illegal. He was allowed to do it. Yeah. There was yeah. no, no reason for him to not be doing but, it. But they, but they get you, don't you? They, they turn you up and they make your life out. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you get bullied by the police. and They're not going to tell the customers to go home. No. Do you know what I mean? But they're, dealing, they're trying to deal with behaviour via our businesses. It's not right. Mm. That's not right. They'll be knocking on your door telling you've had your, your, your second bottle of wine next. Well, don't forget that, that, that they're in breach of the licensing uh, mm. rules, aren't they? I mean, mm. ultimately, if you've got an off-license, then you're allowed to sell mm. off the premises. Yeah. The same as an off-license. Mm. So, the problem is they've snuck a load of stuff through. Well, I think they've just stuck a, a, a second uh, runway at Gatwick through yesterday, um, apparently. Really? And they've, mm. they've now extended it. We thought it'd be sort of mid-Feb, didn't we? But it's not. It's at the end of March. And, you know, a lot of stuff has just really been really put another runway before we know it. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. but was, did they really put a runway? Apparently so. Fuck. Uh, maybe. I mean, I mean, that may be absolute rubbish, but someone told me that yesterday. I mean, that's, Dave's that's, a liar, right enough. <laughs> 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 I mean, there's a huge need at yeah. the moment for another runway. Absolutely just thinking, yeah. Anyway. Okay, moving on. Welcome back to the Lock In Podcast. Now, obviously, this time of year traditionally has been uh, one of... uh, of interest for, for operators generally it seems to be that speciality month that not only is it a bloody awful month for everyone with a Christmas hangover and everything else we then have all the special interest groups with Veganuary and the dreaded one for, for all operators which is Dry January so I suppose I mean <laughs> has, has Boris done us a, done us a favour I, I, think, I think they all need to go and do it this time January customers go and do it learn how shit it is and then next year don't even mention it to us <laughs> do you, I mean it's, it is one of those things people still are kind of sort of banging on about it it does really it is like a red rag to a bull to, to every pub operator isn't yeah, it like, I mean it, uh, this is yeah this is the year maybe for for people to get out of the system perhaps well, I think if you want to spend some time and look at some of the charities that we support and look at their cash reserves and some of the salaries paid to the big guys. And you look at pubs that are struggling yet, you know, still on average raise £100 million a year for charity, then then crack on and ask whether the, the, the highly paid marketeers around some of these big charities should be starting to look for something more innovative that, um, you know, that is different each year. Because just flogging the same old horse and have an adverse effect on actually an industry that raises an awful lot of money for them perhaps isn't the best route forward I, don't, I am sick of it I think <laughs> what I think is I have a concern for the for mental health in this country and I, the concern I have is you're stuck at home with your partner he's going to do the French I think, male it? or female he is yeah. yeah and you've gone you're doing vegan January and you're not drinking and you're stuck at home for three months mm-hmm. and one of those months is no alcohol homeschooling he's going to, and, and you're homeschooling your kids we're going to have a rise in divorces. Domestic violence is going to go through the roof. There's going to be some aff- massive problems. We're so just talking about Heath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just speaking from experience. <laughs> I, I was waiting for you to drop in the old uh, Prozac French uh, thing. Which I Go on, you might as well. I think you've done it five times so far. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so in the 1960s, the French government decided they wanted to curb alcoholism in the, Fran- in the French population. So they started heavily taxing wine, beer, whatever they can. And there's been a decline in France for the last 40, 50 years of uh, alcoholism or alcohol consumption. But what's been, what it's been replaced with is antidepressants. They've taken 100 million antidepressants a year now. So where would you rather be? 
Well, thank you, Heath. That's the fifth time you've told that anecdote, but uh, it is. A, I mean, we don't thank you, but it is. It is. A, it is a valid point. Can I make some If you're married, you need to. <laughs> Cocktails, anyone? <laughs> Oh, the, the one thing that, um, and we're going to move on to this in a minute, but the, the one thing that um, it does make me laugh a little bit is, is the um, is the explosion in alcohol-free offering, which mm. is, which has been huge, and that doesn't make me laugh. But it's industry reaction to it. It's mm. it is almost sort of like a vampire with garlic. Most operators, you mention mm. alcohol-free, and they sort of sort of shrink back in mm. horror. And but they did like that with vegan uh, food and vegetarian oh, food. Five years ago, so. it, it, most of them still do. But uh, no, I mean it's it is that kind of. Uh, but listen, let's be honest. If you're an operator and you're somebody who's, who's running a business, the bottom line is you need to make money. Mm. And you can whatever s- you sell, yeah, whatever you sell. So if mm. you want to sit there and pull faces and go, oh, I can't believe you're doing that, you know, man, get over it. You need to make money, especially with what's going on now. Yeah, if you want to drink, you've got, you've got to march to the to the to the tune of uh, well, yeah, the, this is a key. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the thing. It's is getting it? the price point right. Exactly. Much well. But also the process is so it is more. It is more expensive. Huge expensive to do. expensive to do it well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think. I mean, yeah. It, it is one of those things. I keep trying to say to people, you know, don't just fight against it. Embrace it. Try and do it well. Try and market it well, and do all that kind of thing. But that's a bit of a moot point probably, when you're shot uh, because you're not going to have people ringing up for a delivery of alcohol-free beer while you're uh, probably because there are only so much. Well, they can, they can collect alcohol-free drinks, can't they? Yeah. But this is very true. Maybe yeah. this is the key. Maybe we need to change the labels. <laughs> the magic marker. <laughs> <laughs> zero percent. Just cross, yeah. Out, yeah. cross out five percent. Put a big zero yeah. there. Fifty yeah. percent. Exactly. Damn, wrong yeah. place. Yeah. 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 Filling yeah, up I can see, uh, I can see he's, he's little cogs already yeah. starting to yeah. work there. Yeah. Take that Sharpie off him yeah. now. Right, okay, well, now I think what we're going to do is um, we talked about alcohol-free and we talked about dry January, so we're going to actually try, we're going to do the, uh, the Pepsi taste test now on some alcohol-free versus their um, mainstream alcoholic, non-alcoholic-free, whatever you want to call them, okay. varieties, okay. Uh, and see if we can taste the difference, because we did sort of try this once and we were Felt pretty miserably. abysmal and failed. So let's see how we get on with that. Okay, we're now going to uh, try some of these alcohol-free beers. So we're going to start the first one, and this is the uh, Moretti. So we don't know if this is alcohol-free or the alcoholic version, so we're going to do try it. It's, it's alcohol-free, isn't it? Yeah, it's got nothing to it all day long. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm with you on that. Right, let's let's try the other one. Let's, we, I think we've guessed it. But... Okay. Yeah, it's alcohol. Yeah. Okay. Look at the way my body moves. Mm. <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> Hello, hey, breakfast. Stop shaking. <laughs> um, okay, so can we confirm whether that was that the um, that that was? So yes, that was the alcohol free. So one out of one. Right, let's do it for the next. Okay, we're now on to the next one, and this is the uh, Peroni. So let's see whether we can uh, stop stop looking at the latest headlines. Oh, alcohol free. Which one? Which one? Which one? Are you going first? Right. Yeah, on the, which side? Uh, no, that's that's oh. mine. That's yours. Come on, keep up. God, it's sad, isn't it? You can really miss the alcohol, can't you? Mm. No, it's, that There's is no alcohol death. free, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. Okay, let's uh, let's swap it. Try the Try the uh, see whether we we are actually right. I think last time we did this, we had a couple of bottles of wine deep, weren't we? So it probably didn't work as well. No, you might be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh my god, this is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's nice. I'll, I'll drink all that. Oh, I've got a problem. So, uh, were, were we right? Is that. Uh, 
Yes, yeah. we're all right. Okay, there we go. Let's try to finish it, Ed. No, no, oh, go on then. <laughs> okay, so now next up we have the Budweiser. One or the other. Let's, is it uh, Budweiser Budvar or is it Budweiser? Uh, Budweiser. As in the American a, a, B, uh, Sorry, a, B, a, B. Budweiser Brewing. Um, as in, I think that's probably the alcohol one because it's quite, it's quite sweet. This stuff's quite sweet, so... Hmm. Oh, I don't know. That. I wouldn't put my life in it. It's like, <laughs> we'd be in I'm so discerning. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, yes. Um, hmm. I think that's a Chateau Margaux 76. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put my life on the line. Sam would. That's real. <laughs> okay. That's the insurance policy. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the so real you one. Think, so the second first one, one. First one's real. First second one's, one's yeah, yeah, yeah. Night and day nature, that's the second one. But it's their creaminess, you know what I mean? It's quite... Yeah, it's not bad though, is it? Hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've all been pretty yeah. consistent. It's just that lack of bite, isn't it, that, that gives it away. Okay, so, um, what were we saying? The first one. Were we right? The first one was the alcohol. Brilliant. What, what, what it... Three for three. What was the object of that? We were doing the Pepsi challenge. Okay, so... Um, we haven't finished yet. We've still got some more. Oh, we've still got more to go, because I, I was going to say something, but yeah. wait until the end. Yeah, wait, wait until the end. Okay, now we are on to the Heineken, so uh, let's try the first of these and see whether what we think. Alcohol free. Yeah. It, it tastes, yeah. It, yeah. Okay, grab me a Heineken 00. Heineken 00, yeah. Usually it tastes a bit more... Bite. I, think you, I don't know. I think it's drinking out a bottle might be different. Or you think it's got more bite normally? Yeah, I think mm. normally it tastes more like lager. Yeah. Well, tastes like lager to me. I'm actually so. quite... A fa- as those things go, I think the Heineken Zero is probably one of the best examples. It is, it's very good. It is very good. But yeah, maybe it's the. Uh, well, let's let's compare and contrast with the uh, with the other sample. See if we're right. I'll try not to smack the microphone with the uh, glass there, please. Uh, sorry, sorry. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's quite a big difference. Yeah. Did you yeah, think this is my one? Hmm. Very similar. They are very similar. It's just, it, again, it's, it's just the bite, isn't it? That's, yeah. yeah. I think the alcohol is so, uh, crunch. Was that? The first one was alcohol free. The first one was alcohol free. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Four for four. Mm-hmm. Last one. Four. Okay, now we are on to the last one, which is... Uh, A shame, because it's been really interesting. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ed. We're still... Yeah, just about. <laughs> okay. All right, well, well, I've still got your attention, guys. The last one, Brewdog. This is punk, either AF or not AF. Oh my god! It's bitter, bitter, bitter. That's a hoppy. Um, I'd say it's probably alcohol. Hmm. Possibly. Let's try the other one. It's a slightly different colour, isn't it? So. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like dishwater. So what you mean, Heath? Yep. Yeah, that's the alcohol free, isn't it? Yeah. So, second one. The second one was the booze. No. No! Exactly, we got it right. Yeah, five out of five. So, there you go. So, we've conclusively proved with that that actually you can tell the difference between alcohol free beer. And- yep. Ooh, we're raging alcoholics, and the lack of alcohol and beer. Just I, I prefer to choose my first <laughs> but I suspect there may be a grain of truth in yours. So, uh, I miss you, alcohol. Let's move on.
and welcome back to the Lock In podcast. So now let's let's look ahead uh, to uh, post lockdown. Um, I mean, what, what do we think the sector's going to look like, Heath? What, what, what does the uh, battered and bruised still around? Yeah, I think it'll be still around. I think you know, I mean, I think there will still be pubs that open and stuff, and I think people will be desperate to go to pubs. So I think will there be you know. I think we'll be a rush to get back. What are they going to look like, though? <laughs> Battle worn and like broken and or, or exu- extremely uh, spruced up because uh, Limp- limping towards the exhausted licensee in the corner, hugging yeah. a AF beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's left. <laughs> and a large packet of crisps. Yeah, store, yeah, they crisps. Do they all the yeah. Stuff. yeah, all the stuff. I've been on like five stone and watched enough Netflix to last in my lifetime. Yeah. I. I it, it, what long-term damage or, well, or changes do you we're think? We're going to lose a lot. I know we're going to lose a lot, but I think those that come back, I mean, what form are they going to come back in? Because, I mean, that's right. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up to their eyeballs. Yeah. I was going to say something else in yeah. debt. Um, but, I mean, the the nature of things, because we're being pushed. Nice pop on the mic there. Uh, we're being pushed being by... Um, well, persecuted, yeah. We by are. government into... Operating in a certain way, so pubs have had to become restaurants. And you know, do you think that that culture that we've we've cultured, sorry, over many many years? I think we forget quite. Is that quickly. gone? No, I don't. I think some places will change forever because I think they found that when we have in the Lockhart certainly found that mm. booking um, tables, having people sat down rather than people crowded around the bar and around the table was a nicer environment actually, and it's just been through luck. So I think, you know, we'd adopt that going forward. I mean, um, yeah, you talked about this the other day, and you said, mm. I mean, and it has to be fair, when you come in here as a, mm. as a, as a customer, it, it's been more pleasant. It's been, I mean, mainly because, let's face it, whoever built this pub was an idiot. Didn't put uh, idiots. Enough soft, idiots, yes. <laughs> uh, didn't put enough soft furnishing, and everything is marble, solid. And sound bounces around. It's probably selfish. Unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, it is echoey and loud. So having less people has been has it's been, been better. Yeah. People but, spend better. But, but is, maybe that, is that does that take away from what it is? is no. It? I mean, I think it's, it's no longer a pub then, is well, it? Well, we've seen people like Pierre White take pubs and rip them out, and rip the bars out, rip the public bars out, and turn into restaurants. And I don't think that some places have gone more food led because they've had to, um, and if they're good at it, they'll stay that way. But I think that people soon forget. It's like you have a health scare and you think, oh, I'll do loads of stuff at charity and I'll be really good and then you just don't bother after two days, you know? Um, maybe that's just me. Um, <laughs> it's just you. But, you know, you know, there's a bit of that. How much you back your head with that yeah, massive scar? It's still bad, yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it will change things like that. I think um, we'll forget quite quickly. I mean, do you think that, I mean, you've said yourself, you know, table service is is something you're probably going to continue with here. I mean, does that mean sort of the end of bar service? I mean... No, I think it depends on what your skills are as well. You it know also I mean? depends on the pub. Yeah. You know, the, the Anchor, the Winlock, there'll always be bar service bars mm. if they open. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to get back to bar service and, you know, the Red and Still going to walk-ins and people sort of stood at the yeah, bar. I don't, I don't, yeah, Did you ever have anyone stand at the I mean, it's no, high we had game, isn't it? Yeah, we had mm. We'd like yeah. live in barstools all around the bar and the old boys used to sit there and drink pints. And it, you know, it really reaffirmed. You can't lose that. If you've got that, you can't, you've got to try and defend that, though. A I mean, do that. you ever get vertical drinking at the Red? Yeah. You do? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was this place was rammed. Yeah. yeah. Prior but to, but I mean, we make more money. It was difficult. You'll make more money without the vertical drinking from the lockout. Yeah. 
people came because it was a nice place to come. You know, they, they may preload somewhere else, and this is the, the bar in town they wanted to be in, you know, the pub mm. in town. So it's nice when, it's, when everyone's sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I suppose, what do you think we're going to be carrying over from from this experience, this, this 12 months of misery? I think people have be- will become accustomed to booking rather than just, you know, seeing mm. a pub as a place to book rather than just to walk into um, and, and assume they'll get something. And there'll be fewer pubs, so it'll actually be... Kind of, I kind of don't like that, though. You know? well, yeah, again, that, to me, that kind yeah, of takes yeah, away the essence yeah, of I like the subject. I know like, you I like, like it. As an operator, you yeah. like yeah, it. No, I, I like it as an individual. Like, I kind of like the... F- you know, you're in, you just want to go for a pint with your mate. Depends you on the space you've got. Yeah, I suppose, but you don't want to... You know, but you go to a town, you know, you're in a different town, you've gone shopping with your wife... Maybe. Sorry, I'm talking to the wrong people here. But if you've gone out for the day with your wife, <laughs> and you're in a strange town, and you go, you know what? Let's just go and have a drink somewhere. And you walk in to a pub, and they say, "Have you booked?" Yeah, that sucks. That's not what a pub. You know, I, mean, that's that's I don't mean that right, necessarily. I mean like Fridays and Saturdays, because we're quite a food. You're only saying it because it works here. That's what I'm saying. But, I'm yeah, talking about here. For, yeah, but I don't want. I don't want that though. Yeah, I don't. I don't. For an industry, I think we need to be. So you don't book it. For an industry, I think we need we need pubs to be. Yeah, but I think we, we're, gonna have, we're gonna have fewer pubs anyway. People will think about booking was they never did before down here. They'd always just assume they get a table, and I think that culture will, there'll be a hang, there'll be a hangover from that. As they start to think for, about planning the night. Me, I mean, the, the way it's always worked with pubs is is if you're going out to eat, then generally speaking, you think ahead. You go, oh, I'll book somewhere, mm. unless you're going fast casual dining. Although round here, to be honest, I always ask if you booked it as well, but. Mm. Um, it, it is that you know. Then you book. If you if you're going out on a whim, mm. then you take what you get. Or if yeah. you're just going for a drink, you don't book, do you? So, I mean, there's always that kind of you going for a drink, maybe in a pub first, then to a restaurant, or then to a more foodie led place. Mm. But um, I don't do that anymore because my missus and I have run out of things to talk about when you have a drink in the pub. By the time you get to the restaurant, it's like, can we get this done? Um, so, I, not that you better. Not no. no. No, this is the new, the current. Oh, sorry, current, yeah, yeah, current, yeah, yeah, current yeah. Mrs. Cuthbertson. The future act. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be interesting how pubs are, though. I think it's the, like coming out of this, what, you know, has society changed? They've all been at home doing fitness videos and want to remain fit so they don't get COVID again. Or, you know, what are we, what are we looking like? Are we, are we seeing the death of the, the pub? Are we seeing a future? I'm expecting to see hundreds of Homer Simpsons coming out of the... Uh, at the door, people just, uh, just well, got. Didn't Joe sad. Wicks have a mental breakdown the other day, so I mean that's. Uh, did he really? really? Did he maybe really? be that. Did, uh, did he really? He was quite upset. I think he was uh, overwhelmed by the lockdown and needing to talk to people. So, oh, so I mean, obviously your exercise regimes aren't everything. So basically, from that, what we well, what, not a good advert Joe for Wicks, exercise. Joe Wicks it? wants to get out and talk to people. There's the pub. Mm. So there you go. That's what we need. We need the pubs back. But well, uh, there'll be COVID centres. Don't worry about that. We're doing our vaccination. Oh, well, yeah. Well, maybe we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, uh, the, we've seen a lot of technology coming in. Um, I mean, what, what do we feel about that? Because I know it, 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 it serves a purpose. And, it, and the problem we had before was certainly with some technology is consumers wouldn't mm. adopt it, but now they have. I mean, what do you feel about that? I mean, things like ordering. I don't like it. Other. I don't like it. No. From, from an operation point of view, I understand why operators do it, but suddenly you're handing over all your data to a, a company. Um, they're managing your card processing. You're not seeing the money for a certain amount of, amount of time. It's really impersonal. Well, it depends on what, what system you're Yeah, I know, but, but you've still got to scan shit. And you, it's just like, it's just, it's not what hospitality's about. You walk in, you go, scan that, there's the menu. Order, mm. off, the, order off the app. Oh, come on. 
Yeah, but that whole do you remember um, years ago? It was the whole thing um, with MA five hundred. I think the guy was talking about data protection mm-hmm. and how you know you must take someone's data and then you must lock it in three safes, you know, and all this <laughs> stuff. And um, you know, do you know what I mean? But now yeah, you've yeah, basically yeah. got pubs around the land with strips of paper with people's data on at the door. Well, technically, they shouldn't have been doing that, James. No, I did I'm tell you saying, this many no, times. We covered us up. It's fine. <laughs> It was fine. It was safe in my hands. Um, it was when you left here at the front and I took okay. pictures of it and yeah, saw it. And all, and all those yeah. female customers going, somebody keeps on ringing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> getting these really, these really lewd photos. Set myself up for that one, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, is it, is it the... I mean, I suppose it's the same point, isn't it, with, with table service, bar service and, and apps, I guess. You know, are, are we going to see... You know, that bar service die off because no, people I think want we need, to we need, with a, we need style like, you know what I mean like they talk about employment and they talk about young people and stuff you know the more we rely on those sort of things the less we're hiring people do you know what I mean I know the summer operator is great we're saving money but people people want the buzz the atmosphere mm. the staff the banter the fun do you know what I mean what are we going to be served by robots soon come on well you never know you never know I mean so yeah so you don't think technology is, is going to stick it's going to take a long time for hospitality for that sort of thing to stick. I think the way we operate and the, ro- the way our businesses run, it's not, you don't want to be, and a technology, especially when people are drunk, <laughs> not that we're serving drunks, mm. yeah, but well, you know I mean. what I mean? Like they're trying to order stuff and it's just confusing. And 20 pints of, <laughs> yeah, eight steaks. <laughs> yeah. I, but then again, I mean, James, you said yourself, you know, you'd rather have table service in, in this site so then surely it technology just we don't have a we don't have a room for a public but bar. then technology would, would be a bonus to that because oh, but I don't really want to I just like the interaction I mean mm-hmm. from a talking from a trade point of view you get the opportunity to, to upsell to talk to them about the wine they're choosing or the beer they're choosing or the food they're choosing I don't want to sanitise that I mean I'd be awful if that became an app um yeah. Not just for trade, but just for the interaction. That's surely part of that recommendation. You know, this wine will go great with that, or have you tried this? And most of our guys have really good knowledge as well in terms of they've worked in the kitchens too to see how we prep stuff so they get it. Um, no, I'd hate for that to come in. I'm quite anti but, that. I but, think this, is a, this, is, this should be a, a salvation from that stuff, really. It's bad enough people looking at their phones all the time. <laughs> he says, Why are we, we looking at Heath yeah. at the moment? That's, I'm not looking at She was staring at the table vacantly. It gave him too much that alcohol-free beer. Yeah, I must run out of battery. I've had an allergen rea- allergic reaction. <laughs> he forgot his charge. <laughs> so, so that's a no to technology. Then you don't think there's a place for? I think there's a place for it, but I'd, I'd hope it doesn't come crashing in the door. I don't think I'd keep it keep it about people. It's one of the few places that will be like that because we're going to there's going to be no high streets decimated more, so you'd be ordering more stuff online. Actually, mm. to come in the place, be looked after. James said the same thing when they talked about horses' carriages. He said it's never going to catch. <laughs> no, no, never, never. <laughs> horses will never be replaced. No, exactly. And look, I'm right. <laughs> Tilting at windmills. Um, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic on that. I think there's, I think there's a place for it. I think there's, there's a certain operation as well. I'm not saying that in the slightest. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wish, Christ. Well, what's an advertiser these days? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, and, uh, but then I think there's, it's got to be seamless, hasn't it? And I think it's got to be adopted by the customer. Mm. It's got to be accepted by you. It's got to be. It, you've got to have that. Sort I of think we're using Res Direct on our sites. It's bloody good, right? I mean, it's it, it, the back so, of house stuff. Yeah, the back of house. Well, I remember, I remember when one of the lockdowns was on. One of the tier restrictions was on. And one of my mates was in the borough market, and you had to order beers on an app. And every time, and it didn't keep your information. So every time you ordered the beer, mm. you had to put your credit card details really? back in again. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't know. It's got to be frictionless. It's yeah, got to be. Yeah. It's got to be pain-free. Those ones quite good, eh? Send your mates stuff, and they're in the bar at Gatwick. 
Oh, my, our friend did that. We were going on a trip somewhere, and mate says, "What table number you at?" And I'm like, "Blah blah blah." And he sent over. Didn't he send over something like prosecco or something? He said all sorts of stuff. He, said, yeah. he just kept on sending ra- like you know <laughs> random stuff that we would not drink. Kalua. Yeah. But we don't want to drink Kalua. <laughs> the bartender was just having a laugh. They just got a table full of drinks that we weren't going to drink. You should never have told him the number. Yeah. Yeah, that's should have given him a number. Never number. <laughs> hey, never tell him the number. Yeah. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell him your name, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. A great example though, where weather springs are ahead of the curve. Kalua. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Brexit, but no. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean it's, it's true, isn't it? Again, I think they were yeah, they they, they, they went well. for that app and uh, they were way ahead of everyone else. Mm. And most people thought they don't catch, but then you need it. Mm. So. Well, we shall see. We shall see. But uh, let's move on. Well, you are listening to the Lock In Podcast, and we are almost at the end of this week's episode. So, um, that's, I mean, we've not got much time. But let's, let's talk about some of the some of the things that have been going on this week. We've seen um, lots of pubs volunteering to be vaccination. Uh, lots, of, lots of PR companies still giving their fee coming in. <laughs> I'd call their bluff. It's, I'd call their bluff and say, all right then. Go on, do it. All right. But don't, yeah, yeah, the, government won't, don't the government won't do it because they don't like us. So, they yeah. don't, even though, you know, they won't. Things that makes me laugh about that, just a bit of a rant about the, the vaccination thing, is from the day dot we've talked about getting a vaccination, right? We've talked mm-hmm. about it, it will come eventually. You just thought they might have put some plans in place so that when they actually did arrive, they could just turn the light on, as in know exactly where they are, have all the, have all the volunteers, have all the volunteers yeah. lined up, not ask when we get it, think, well, I'll tell you what we must do. We must get some professional dance players to put the vaccines in. <laughs> <laughs> but are you genuinely surprised? No, Everything no, I'm not. Everything Boris done has been an absolute no, car crash. But one of them, Chris Whitty's quite backable. I mean, oh, I come him, on. No, he's the straight man, isn't oh, he? Oh, God. Straight man's Boris is funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm. No, I, you I thought they'd have got a bit more down the road on that. I, I, the fact that you expected that. Yeah, yeah I think you're stupid. It's more optimist. about you uh, than anything else. But, I mean, why not, why not have pubs? It's, Vaccination centres. I mean, as everyone said, you know, you're COVID safe. You've got all the systems set up. You've got because the fridges. Then, 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 we'd be, then we'd be the good guys. <laughs> then, the, then the government would be like, oh, geez, we can't, we can't, we can't punish these guys are quite important to the community. They've, they've vaccinated them. So you think that's it? You think they they will blow that out of the water? Oh, no chance. There's no chance. Honestly, it's PR spin. The whole thing. Mm. It's just opening ins and Brewdog doing their thing. It's fine. You know, it's not a bad call though. Surely. But they said about it's about as backable as telling them to put vaccinations in pints. Isn't it? <laughs> I like that. That's, that's a great idea. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> then we all win. Job, job done. Three weeks, whole place is sorted. Talked about the stats in America, the rollout rate for their vaccine. We've got 10 years till everyone's done. What? <clears throat> 10 years. <sighs> I mean, that's. That was Dave the Liar told me that again, by the way. <laughs> 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 it, it, was, it was actually um, the Making Sense podcast. Oh, was that Sam Harris? Yeah, Sam Harris, yeah. Ten years. Ten years. Mm-hmm. There's going to be no one left in the States by then. No. They're all inside the Senate. Well, most most of them are moving to Mexico, aren't they? They'll have a Make you dash for the border. That yeah. wall's the wrong side. Yeah. So, civil yeah. war kicks off and that's it. I mean, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, um, I mean, I, I have... I do have to say this to the uh, to the audience can't see this that during that uh, tasting session you two were cleansing your palates between beers with uh, ready salted suits me out of crisps. <laughs> is that it? You're basically trying to get rid of your uh, stock mm-hmm. of crisps. Must be a lot of operators sat on. It's going to be a crisp, uh, crisp mountain. It's going to be crisp mountains. Oh, I almost shit everywhere. Mm. Um, so let's let's say Christmas. We've had Christmas. 
what was uh, what was a highlight? What were the let's let's look at best and well best okay. or worst Christmas presents? Go on, James. What was, um, what was your best or worst Christmas? Okay, time? I'll go. With the worst was the quality of wine that my guests brought on Christmas Day. <laughs> I put a lot of effort into Hang on, Christmas you had guests Day. On Christmas. Oh, you were allowed guests on Christmas. Yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I thought we caught you out there. Around. And they shouldn't bother. Indoors just, or indoors? Indoors. All right. They just shouldn't bother. And I'm not being, but they know I'm in an industry. They don't listen I'm to this. I'm going to bother the voucher for the same value, about three quid as it goes. And my highlight was when they went. They still do boots vouchers for three quid. I don't know. That was always the worst present yeah, from your auntie, was, wasn't yeah, it? The it was, three yeah, pound boots, boots, boots vouchers. When 50 p's as well, you get them like, right down, couldn't you? Um, yeah, and then my highlight was when they left. <laughs> I had a great time. But the great thing about Christmas Day was that no matter what, how bad a time I was having, I knew Heath was having a worse time. <laughs> and that was the only solace that I had. <laughs> there was one guy on the planet that was more miserable than me. That was the worst service yeah. I've ever and had. And his wife was away. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah. That was the worst service and hospitality I've ever had in like 30 years. That was horrible. But the only consolation, the wife and children were in Sweden. Um, and they got stuck there, so that was great. And I never prayed so much for a flight to have been delayed or lost. Oh, you were slightly disappointed, weren't you, when we didn't shut the borders? With, uh, yeah, with they should have shut down. I didn't understand that. I was really annoyed at Morris. You'd be lobbying him hard, wouldn't you? Close the airports. <laughs> I don't mind you closing the pubs, man, but close that airport. So basically, so the worst Christmas present, wine from the in-laws, worst Christmas present for you was the wife coming back from Sweden. Yeah, it was pretty good. Which is quite cheery, really. I mean, to be honest, if anyone's cheering up, they can phone us. I think you've got it bad. Yeah. Speak to these guys. Well, I think... What uh, about you, Ed? I'm not getting drawn into this in any way. I had a lovely Christmas with my family. Would your wife buy uh, it? Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> She, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't remember, Ed. No, I can remember. She she bought me a, uh, mm-hmm. a router. A what? what? A router. A what? It's a it's like a drill for woodwork. You like do woodworky things with it. It's, oh my it's, god! It's lost on YouTube. It's lost on YouTube. <laughs> it was a great gift, and I might have asked for it. So your face is saying. <laughs> <laughs> Sam won't listen to this, of course. So that's fine. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Right, that is definitely it now for this episode of the Lock In Podcast. We will be back next week uh, to find out how our government has managed to uh, twist the knife on hospitality a little more, as uh, seems to be the case. But in the meantime, from uh, James and Heath, thank you very much. Miserable year, New Year, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, stay tuned for the next episode. <laughs>